Yeah, what's going on, man? It's me, Dom Sharp. I'm the host of the This Is What You Should Podcast, the home of Potty Mouse, and the fastest growing podcast in the history of podcasts. Don't Google that, because it's a fact, though. And I want to say a few words about Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard, Anchor is the easy way to make a podcast. Let me explain to you real fast. Number one, it's free. And Anchor allows you to edit and record your podcast right for your phone or laptop. Anchor will also distribute your podcast so it can be heard on the Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more places. You can make money off your podcast with no minimum listenerships. So if you got 10 listeners, 20 listeners, 30 listeners, 40 listeners, 50 listeners, no matter how many fucking listeners you got, you can make money off your podcast. No problem. It's everything you ever going to need to make a podcast all in one place. So here's what I need you to do. I need you to go to Google Play Store or your app store and download the Anchor app today. Now, if you ain't got a phone or you ain't got a fucking tablet, you got a laptop because how else would you be listening to this right now? I need you to go on your laptop and go to anchor.fm and create your podcast today. It's the easy way to make a podcast. I'm telling you, I did this, so so can you. Let's get it done. Welcome back to the episode of the Listen to This, Listen to This Why You Shit podcast, the only podcast that encourages you to listen to it while you shit. And I have one of my favorite friends here. Yes, sir. This is Janelle Pierre. Yes, sir. Or, or as I like to call him, JP. Yeah, that's what people call me, the people who know me. The people who know him, the people that love him. Right. So yesterday was JP's birthday. Happy birthday, JP. Thank you, bro. How old are you now? I'm 23 years young. 23 during year, huh? Yes, sir. You, so niggas balling out this year? I'm Full game shit? Every year. Next year, Kobe year. You feel Ooh, me? Okay. Just, I don't know who number 25 We got D Rose year next year? Facts. He wears 25 I now? I don't like 25 D Rose. I like one D Rose. So. I mean, but you was one like 22 years ago now. Right, but I'm still the one. <laughs> okay. I, I see how you flipped that shit just <laughs> now. All right. That's why. All right. We get off to a good start. Yeah, man. I wanted to have JP on because I want to start a series. Okay. I want to start. I want to call this series Get the Know. So this is the Get the Know Janelle Pierre episode. And. I want to like, so this podcast has mainly been me just getting drunk with my friends and talking shit or me be, be by myself and talking shit. Okay. But I want to take it to a place where people can actually learn learn something from it. Right, right. And what what do I know more than anything in this world? Hip hop. Facts. And Facts. you are literally one of my favorite hip hop artists out right now. Damn, thank you. Like, I'm not I'm not saying that because you're my friend. Like, if I would have found out from you, found out about you and we wasn't friends, I'd be like, yo, this nigga hard. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be putting niggas on to you. But I do that now because you're my homeboy. Appreciate that shit. So let's talk about this song you dropped yesterday. Well, what's the name of it? It's called How Do I Feel? How Do I Feel? Yes, sir. So I wanted I want to describe a lot of your music as and this isn't a diss to you, but like not screamo rap, but screaming your face rap. Yeah. Definitely gets like that. Definitely. What? Why? Um, so honestly, I just feel like like music 
should be a representation of like emotion. Yeah. And no pun intended, but how you feel. Mm. And a lot of times, thank you, thank you. <laughs> a lot of times, like when I'm behind the mic, I just feel like the best way for me to get my point across, for people to hear it and for it to be appealing to the ear, is to to put a little umph behind it. You yeah. saying like I I don't even call it screaming. It's more like a grungy type thing. Yeah. I still got a lot of melody in my yeah, shit. Yeah, there's a lot saying? of melody. So it's like I'm trying to like because I know that like the scream rap is hot right now. Yeah. And the melody rap is hot. hot right now. It's so been it's hot like, for 10 years. Yeah, you mean? So now I'm just like, damn, like, how can I put that shit together in a way that's me? You know what I'm saying? So I think you do it well, too. I don't think you. that you force it. Like, a lot of times, I feel like, like, one thing I noticed about when you send me songs is, like, very layered. You yeah, have, like, six or seven layers on the song. Love that shit. And, like, you'll have a layer where, like, you're screaming, and underneath you just harmonize underneath Facts. it. It's Facts. like, this. it's like the best of both worlds. Right. I mean, like when I when I first started rapping, I would record in my room, mm. and I would do this thing. I don't really do it that much anymore, but I would do this thing called the choir effect, mm. where I'll record my voice ten times over. I would do three in the left ear, three in the right ear, and four in the middle, and I'll record it, and I would just do different voices of the same line, mm. just to give it like more texture. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and like. I don't know, over time, like, instead of doing the same thing, I just learned to just freak it a little bit, and I just, I just, it just always stayed with me, I mean. Where, I I don't know, I don't know, like, where you learned that from, like, where, like, because when I go to the, when I first started going to the studio, I would, like, lay a verse and be like, all right, it's done. Right. And somebody had to teach me about ad-lib, somebody had to teach me about layering, doubling. I feel like you was one of those guys that had it instilled in you, like, nah, this song don't sound full. Was some, I mean, was did somebody did a did a did an engineer somewhere down the line say nah do that over double that or or was it just you knew? I mean, like I said, I started rapping in my room, so like I'm not gonna say from the very beginning I've been doing that because I used to just rap. You mean just bars and shit? Yeah. But like once I started to really play with my sound, it was just something that just like came naturally to me because like the first rapper that I ever heard and like really became a fan of was Kid Cudi. Yeah. And that's something that Cudi does a lot. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? I like I learned from Cudi and like uh Kanye, you mean shit like that. So like that's just what I was hearing. So I only make the music that sounds the way I feel like music should sound. Mm. So I feel like all that all the layers and shit just come from me listening to a lot of rappers that did that before me. And I just kind of just knew that that shit would work for me. Especially with my voice because it's deep and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it sounds good when I do shit like that. So yeah, I just learned from those before me, for real. You said that you started in your bedroom. So, yeah. what, what was, what was, how long have you been making music? How well, long did this go back? I mean, I started rapping before I even started recording. Like I started like most rapping. of us. Yeah, in fact, I started rapping when I met my brother. Uh, his name's Isaiah Antoine, and we met when we was like eight. And I remember, like, he always had a knack to just rap. Like he was hot since we was eight years old. Yeah. And, like, I was kind of ass. I ain't going to lie. Like, he always told me, like, bro, you got to just, you know, add a little swag to it, this, that, and the third. So I would just write raps here and there. Then when I turned, I think I was 14. It was my freshman year of high school. I did a remix to Toot It and Boot It by YG. That's just still on YouTube. That shit hot. <laughs> That's a funny remix to do. Yeah, bro. But I, I ripped that joint. Yeah. Like, I ripped that joint. And, like, I recorded that. On like you know how like laptops got the mic built in yeah you recorded record, the mic yeah like I had my my mouth up to the laptop and shit and I was rapping that John and I put that out when I was fourteen and 
I got a I got a lot of good feedback from that John. So like from there, like I just kept going and I started like putting out songs every week and shit. And, like, yeah. Yeah, it's been a long run. I mean, so you say fourteen. I know that you got the whole JP Lucy's and SoundCloud players with oh, all the yeah. old sounds and shit like that. How many songs have you think you have released? And what you said since you was fourteen, damn near, damn, damn near a decade now. Honestly, probably close to like three hundred. I deleted a lot of them though. Like I deleted a lot of shit. Like I had a whole like there's a SoundCloud. There's my SoundCloud, Jornel Pierre. Mm-hmm. Then there's another SoundCloud called Old Jornel Pierre songs. Yes. Which is everything from when I was like maybe 17 to 18 because then I ran out of time. But before that, I had another SoundCloud called Jornel Pierre that I maxed out the time of on that. And before that, I was putting out like a song a week and mixtapes on Dat Piff and YouTube. So like, yeah, I've been been doing this shit. Like I've really, I've recorded at least maybe, at least 200. I say close to 300, maybe more. I don't even know at this point. That's like you, that's, that's. That's just you talking about songs you put out. Yeah, that's just that I put out. Like, I haven't even put everything out. Like, I, that's, I know that's not even counting like features and shit I've done too. Because I've done a lot of features over the years too. Uh, the reason I bring this up because that's a that's a ridiculous amount of work. Like I, I like me, you and I, we know a lot of rappers. We're right, rappers, right. so we talk to a lot of rappers. We hear a lot of rappers come up with like elaborate like schemes to release something, or like I got this mixtape and that mixtape. But like you saying, I've put out three two hundred plus songs. Is amazing to me because rappers oh, be you. rappers be bitching about putting out this sixteen or like one verse. Be bitching right. about putting this one verse because like what if people don't like it? Right. You can't have that attitude. You got attitude of like I'm gonna put this shit out and the people who like it gonna find it. I ain't gonna hold you. Like the main reason that I was like that, honestly, is because for a long time and even now I kind of still feel this way. I felt like every verse I did was hot as shit. So yeah. like I never like I never didn't believe in what i was putting out like i always thought that shit was out even if i go back and i'm like damn that's not it but like when i put that shit out i'm like yo i ripped this joint like i'm putting this out like it was at the time like now i, I don't put everything I, I got out like i have like at least like 150 songs in the tuck right now but in the past year in the past maybe two years three years mm. but like before i would just record it and put it right out that day like i would record like every friday Put a freestyle up on it wasn't a freestyle I would write it but I'll put it out like every Friday. Mm. Damn, that's a lot. That's 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 just a lot. I couldn't like I struggle with that idea sometimes too. Like I feel like most rappers when they write something immediately, it's the it's the reaction of yo this this is my best verse ever. Facts. But, but then you hold on to it, it's like nah this ain't that good. But Facts. you don't ever get to that point because you don't hold on to verses from what, I mean, before. Now, now I do. Yeah, before now I'm I talking do. about like before you didn't have the idea of like this verse it grows on you realize it ain't bad you didn't have right. that cuz you just put it out. Facts. And I was getting good reactions to that though. Yeah. So that helped with like my confidence and shit. Yeah. Mm. I like that. I don't know. I just think that people should have that mentality of just like fuck it, let's do it. Facts. It's almost like the Facts. rest thing. Rest with then rest do like a song a week for song a whole week. year. Yeah. You like, mean? I I think people I don't think people have that, you know, that that drive to to be great And I feel like you got that job To be great I remember Thank when you. I first Found out about you Like Cam did a show with you I forgot yeah, where Cam Slummer did a sh- The Slummer show mm-hmm. Right And Cam was like Yo I did this show With this guy uh, Jernel Pierre I was like who He was like JP bro you gotta look him up I was like alright I'm on his Instagram And this was with the time Where you was doing like a show Every fucking weekend Yeah so man I, So I followed you And I was like Yo this nigga does a show 
every fucking weekend. <laughs> and you would post clips from it. And like every show, whether it was 50 people in the audience or five people in the audience, the energy was exactly the same. I want you to talk about the energy you bring to performances. Like how do you consistently go to a stage and be like, I'm going to rip this bitch regardless of who's out there? All right. So doing shows, it's a very like, it's a very deep thing to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because even though you're saying the energy is the same on every show, one thing that I've learned from doing shows yeah. is that every show is not the same. You have to go off the vibe of what the crowd is doing. Mm. So what I learned is no matter who's in the room and how many people are in the room, whatever they feel like is me turning the fuck up and that they're going to feel is what right. I'm going to do. Like I go off of reactions. I go off of like how many people I see nodding their heads and and, like, now it's harder because, like, I don't wear my glasses when I perform anymore, so I can't see shit. Like, I can't even see the people in front of me. Why and not? Shit. Bro, I'm blind as a bat. I know you're blind, shit. but why don't you wear your fucking glasses? Well, because my glasses always fall off my face. That is true. You know what I mean? Right. So I, I, I don't mean want to have. No, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> you're good. Yeah, real shit, though. But fucking, yeah, like, I just, I just really, like, like I, I, I used to watch a lot of videos Mm. Of like artists performing Like a lot of Travis Scott I would watch like James Brown And like Elvis I used to watch a lot of Michael Jackson and shit And just yeah. like See what made people Great performers mm. You know what I'm saying And like Just seeing like The energy And the passion That they had I'm like damn Like Let me channel that Within myself mm. So now when I'm on stage Like I just give it my all mm. You know what I'm saying Cause like I know that like I might be on a show where I'm the best nigga, I might be on a show where it's a bunch of lit niggas. At the end of the day, I'm just gonna do something that's gonna make you remember me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like, that's that's really where my head is. At. I just wanna, I just wanna be remembered every time, every time I get on stage. I think you do a good job of that. Like I've never, I went to a lot of shows. What's that was the summer 18 we went to? Summer 19, I think summer 18. I went to like a lot of shows you did, and like mm-hmm. you would talk to niggas after the show, be like, yo, that nigga JP was crazy. <laughs> no real shit. We would talk about it like, yo, that's my man. I'd be hyped. That's my man. Because <laughs> real shit, like when you. When like you go up there and you put out that energy and you make everybody else for that energy, right? It's something different, right? Like I, I, just, I just want people to have a good time when they see me, like honestly. Like I remember you and Sean would do shows, right? Yeah. And like Sean got be bitch ass nigga, and like niggas were no bitch ass nigga. Facts, that shit is a classic. So niggas would turn up the bitch ass nigga, right? But you, but then you would do some shit. And like we well, like niggas wouldn't know the song, right. but we would know the energy. Right, exactly. I just you don't have to because I'm a new artist. So it's like until I get to the point where niggas actually know who I am and are singing my shit word for word, just vibe with me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because like at the end of the day, I just want you to go home and look that song up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I want you to remember, like, damn, like, yo, when he said this, blah, blah, that shit had me lit. You mm. know what I'm saying? So it's like I don't know. I just want you to hear what I'm saying. I want you to vibe with me. So that's that's all I do. That mentality you just said, you said a sentence there. You don't know the song, but I want you to go home and look up the song. Facts. Is that the energy you take to the stage every time? Definitely. I want people to. I want people to look me up. I want. I'm, I always look at the the test of a good show to me is how many people I get coming up to me and asking me for my Instagram. Because mm. at the end of the day, like, yeah, you saw me at a show, but I've been to so many shows mm. like in the past like two years. I'm saying, and like, I I don't know every artist, yeah. but I make sure the ones that I fuck with, yeah. I go up to them and I talk to them and I get their Instagram and I follow what they're doing. Because you got to remember, an artist is more than just one underground show. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, Kendrick was Kendrick was doing mad shows. I'm sure it's people from like 10, 15 years ago who's seeing niggas like Kendrick and Cole and all these niggas doing shows. And they're like, yo, this nigga's going to be something. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I want niggas to have that type of vibe when they see me like, yo. Like I, I want niggas to feel lucky that they were at that show. Yeah. Because 
10 years from now, God willing, that, that ticket is going to be God knows how much to see me do what, you, what I just did for you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Ten years from now, when Sway's interviewing, Sway's gonna look at back at look back at this interview to find out shit that I asked you today, <laughs> so that he can re- remix no questions. No, that's real shit though. Yeah. Like, th- think about it though. That's I yeah. mean, that's kind of the goal with this interview series oh, is to meet people here, right? To get to know people here, so that oh, when you get there, it's like, damn, all right, this this how he was feeling in twenty twenty. Now it's twenty thirty. Let's talk. Let's let's see where you at now. Facts. It's kind of that thing. Facts. Got to grow. You so I so you work you work a job right an actual job so you're not a full time creative. I still I am a full time creative all day. I think about mm. this shit. I don't think about nothing else. Yeah, like, I just think about my future, what I can do, what's already happening, and even the shit that I've done before. Like literally twenty four seven, artistry is is going through my mind. Are you thinking about his art? Always, I feel that because today I was at I was at work flipping fucking pastas and I'm like, what well, I'm gonna ask JP tonight? <laughs> what questions I'm like? How how can I make this a good interview for him? Like, because right. it's about you should though, because like, what you're passionate about. This 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 shit that I care about. Facts. This is your life. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when when I when I say not a full time creative, I mean like you have a job that you bring an actual income, right? Right. right. So I so you said all day you think about this shit. Yeah. When you say all day. Tell me exactly how much time you put into writing, thinking of harmonies, how, like what songs oh you're going to do God. at shows. How much, 24 hours in a day, how many of those hours are you thinking about how can you better yourself as an artist? All right, so, like, legitimately, if I'm not thinking about, like, if I'm not talking about basketball, thinking of talking about some bitches, <laughs> um... I mean, that's really it. If I'm not, if I'm not thinking about that shit, basketball bitches and art, BBA. Shit, I'm thinking about or my family. I'm, I'm, th- or how I could better myself as a person. Obviously, yeah. But like, I'm thinking about music. Like, honestly, like I work in a car wash and like I guide cars on. You feel me? And that gets very tedious and it's loud as shit in there. So you'll catch me singing some shit, thinking of flows. Like right now, I'm working on an album. Mm. So like, I'm always, I'm thinking of like, and I'm, and I'm working on the storytelling album. So right now, I can tell you all day, I'm just thinking about, damn, how can I get this story across? Like, what's the best way to do this or to say this? You mm. know what I'm saying? Or like, what can I do with my voice that niggas have never heard before? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, or what's a flow that niggas have never heard before? Like, or even, I listen, I've, I've been listening to a lot of like, I say like early 2000s music. And, like, I'm just like, damn, how can I bring this back? Or, like, yeah. I really fuck with the way. Like, I've been listening to a lot of Akon. Like, I've been like, yo, I've been seeing tweeting about it. Bro, Akon is my nigga, bro. That nigga's underrated. I don't care what nobody say. <laughs> but, like, I'll I be singing some of his shit, and I'm like, damn, like, how can I give something that gives the same vibe? Mm. Like, I, I, I think of songs a lot, and I just sing them all day, all day, all day. And then usually, like, right now I'm in album mode. I try to write every night before I go to bed. Mm. It doesn't always happen that way. Like sometimes I like write like a little bit, but I try to do something yeah. every day, like that just gets closer to my goal. And I learned that from Sean actually. Sean, we trust. He taught me every day you should be doing something to get closer to what we're trying to do. Yeah. And like I try to, I I'm not gonna say it happens every day, but I do my best. Yeah. To actually do that and and actually get that across. Yeah. Because I know that this shit is a it's a it's a battle. It's a- you saying we trying to do something big here? Yeah, you know I mean so like it's not gonna be some overnight shit. This shit gonna take work every fucking day, and the the least I can do, yeah, is think of a melody or sing a melody and mumble some shit that sound hot. You know what I'm saying like because at the end of the day, like one day I'm gonna be doing 
interviews and breaking brand deals and all types of shit yeah. all day long. So it's like, let me get in the habit now of making this shit my life, even when this isn't what I'm doing. Yeah, I was listening to Million Dollars Worth of Game, Gilly the Kid, and uh, Wallow's podcast today. Okay. And they said some shit that I never really thought about today. So I literally just Googled. There's 1.5 million people in Philadelphia, right? Okay. How Approximately how many of them you think are rappers? Legitimately, 1.5 million? I say at least, at least like 20,000 to 50,000. I'm going to go higher than that. For real? I think at least 100,000 of them. You're probably right. <laughs> like, shit. Think about it. So think about how many shows you've done and how many other people in those shows say, yeah, I, 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 I rap. That wasn't even on the card, but it was Damn. like, yeah, I rap. Bro, I, I, le- I learned that. Excuse me. Every show I've been to, like 90% of the crowd rappers. are rappers, bro. Like, I do, I do stand-up now, right? So when mm-hmm. I go when I go to the stand-up club and I do stand-up, it's like maybe four or five like people walked in, saw it was a free comedy show and walked in. But 90% of the people there are just other stand-ups waiting to get on stage. So it's like, it's people who just love with that culture and they're just immersing themselves with it or they're trying to rub shoulders and be around it. Right. So just think about that. It's, it's 100,000 rappers in this right. city alone. Let's yeah. get this fictitious number. Mm-hmm. How are you going to outwork those other 100,000? Right. Right. What you going to do different from them that's going to set you apart? Because you and I talk about this a lot. So let's like... Who's the who's the who's who's the biggest artist in the city right now? Like Uzi. It, no, not in the city that blew up in the city. Uzi blew up in Atlanta. That it gotta be Uzi. I yeah. mean, I mean, you could say like PNB Rock. I, I'll say Sim Santana. Oh uh, yeah, right now, facts. facts. The biggest facts. artist. I wasn't in even the, thinking of him. That's a, that's a good answer. Biggest artist, Sim Santana. He had the song in his summer flexing and flashing. Right. But that song is an ode to street niggas, right? Because right. people in the people in the city. Music is a reflection of you, and right. people in this city want to see themselves as that, right? right. So if everybody want to see themselves as just hard street nigga, what about the people who ain't that? Facts. So that's, now you got. By the way, that's what my new song "How Do I Feel" is about. <laughs> no, it is. It is about. That's why I bring it up. Listen, uh, bro, I'm the Segway King, bro. Come yeah. on, that's what I do. But Joe say now you potted. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that boy potted now. Yeah, you potted for real. But no, the segue to how do you feel like that song is a representation of the other side. Exactly. The other side of people who just like, like we, you know, work a regular job and trying to do this shit. So instead of leaning into I'm street, you leaning into I'm not. Facts. Right. I'm not in the field. That's what I said. I don't need a gun. gun. I'm not in the field. Uh-huh. That's real Cause, shit. Cause why would you need one? Real Honestly, right. you're not real in the right. field. You're not like, a soldier. So like one of my biggest influences like since since young boy days has been Kendrick Lamar. Yes. And like I always felt like I was a good kid in the mad city. Mm. Like I'm not gonna say I was never really deep in the street shit, but like yeah. I grew up around some niggas who, who, did who shit. lived that life. You feel me? Yeah. And like they even they would always push me the other way. Like, yo, like I know we doing this, but I want you to be like this. I'm saying because they knew I was smart and they yeah. knew I did the music shit. I'm saying, but I wasn't like other niggas. I was more artistic with it. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. like I always I always found pride in being the other guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because like all my niggas is out here, like as a young boy, it was just, it wasn't always guns and shit. It might have been like fighting and, and causing trouble and just being out in the street. I was never that boy. Like I didn't even start smoking weed till I was eighteen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I got niggas who started smoking weed at thirteen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I don't know. I, I just I just always I always found comfort and being different. And one thing that I learned over the years is that even them niggas who are into the street shit and into some shit that might not be what I'm into, sometimes they going to need that other nigga who chilling. 
Because, like, I remember me and my brother and a couple of my other friends, we were throwing parties at Temple. Yeah. And, like, there will be times where, like, the cops will come and try to shut us down. Now, my brother, he a little, he a little more good yeah. than me, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he, he, he a little more gangster. And it's like, it will be times where the cops will come. He'll be like, yo, what the fuck? Like, these niggas drawing, blah, blah. And then it's like, all right, here where I come. Come talk to the cops. Hey, how you doing, officer? Exactly. And get them niggas to chill. You need you that, though. Exactly. Because it's like, it's like, like you got to remember, like, niggas get in trouble, get in trouble with the law. Niggas need a lawyer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, like, I'm not going to say I'm a lawyer, but, like. I'm the hood lawyer. Yeah, you pretty much. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yo, like, when niggas need to chill, or even if a nigga's drawn and it's like, niggas need to calm down, a situation about to escalate, I don't want to see nobody get hurt. So, like, mm. I'll always be the one to be like, yo, like, let's. That's calm it down a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. like, like, the world is bigger than the streets. For sure. Like, I'm, I was just having this conversation with my man Twiz the other day. Like, he was saying, like, yo, like, we were talking about, like, no disrespect to either one of these artists. We were talking about who's bigger, who had a bigger impact, Akon or Future. See, there go Akon again. Yep. Akon or Future. And I was saying Akon because Akon is on a more global level. Because he's he has the African background. I said that nigga built a city in Africa. Exactly, you know what I'm saying? he on some different shit. Like, and I I was getting mad, and my man was like, "Yo, but future run the streets." And he said the streets run the world, and I had to tell him like, "Yo, bro, like, the world is bigger than the streets for sure." Like, we gotta remember this shit. Like, like you gotta think about it. like he was saying like what runs the world, and I said money. Exactly. He said he said exactly. He was like, "Yo, exactly, niggas in the streets get money." I'm like, "Yo, like." Bill Gates is not I was just in about North to, Philly. I'm about to say, I mean? my question to him is, you think niggas inside a Google office meeting is, is, is worried about exact what you're talking about? Facts. No. Them facts. niggas is getting real money. Them exact niggas listening to this conversation money. right now. I got a, this this laptop is a, is a Google Chromebook. If you, you think they, me? if you think that they not listening to this conversation off their server, if they don't think they happy about the $200 I paid them for this laptop, they're not worried about what's going on in the streets. Facts. And you got to think about like the way I look at it, I feel like, Niggas in the streets, at the end of the day, like, no nigga, I mean, I'm sure there's some in the world, but no nigga really wants to be in the streets. No. Like, no nigga wants to have trouble with the law and have to worry about niggas running up on them and this, that, and the third, always looking behind their back. Like, no nigga wants to do that. Niggas want to be chilling. Niggas want to get money and chill. Like, if, if niggas in the streets had the option to do what they doing in a legal way, I'm sure they would do it. I, I I like to refute that point because I feel like with the internet generation, I feel like a lot of us, a lot of kids younger than us, like Generation Z or whatever, those those niggas grew up watching niggas in the street on Instagram show off their guns. Right. Grew up listening to Future talking about I fuck bitches and I shoot gats. Right. So it's like, to them, that is what's cool. So it's like I want to be in the streets because that's what's cool. Now you and I, we grew up before that. Like we was we was the Kanye generation, the backpack Fact. generation. I mean, I I still say because I was in high school when Future was getting popping and shit. It's just I just like I said, I was always the other guy. So while niggas were listening to Future, I was listening to like Joey Badass, yeah, and Mac Miller and shit. You know but but jo Joey Badass does like if Joey Badass was to do a tour, he's selling out a tour in Europe way faster than Future Facts. is. Facts. Because there's more people in the in the world. That cares about Joey Badass than care about Future. Now maybe in America, Future can do a war tour right. and like I mean of a, a, a U.S. tour and sell out stadiums and well not stadiums but arenas and shit. Right. But he got Brent Drake along, facts for sure. Oh, facts. But like my fucking Joey Badass, he can do arenas in Europe by himself. Right. Like him and him and Pro Era. That's it. He don't right. got to bring nobody else on this because sure. the world is bigger than like what's going on in the streets. Yeah. I think that's important for like a lot of younger people to understand. Like my brother, he just came home. He did a year long bid and shit like that. And when I talked to him, he realized like 
He was in the streets trying to be somebody he wasn't. I've, I heard I heard Wallow talk about this shit a lot. It's like people in the streets, they just imitate what's cool to them. Like a lot of times, you just want to be down. So it's not about oh this this the easy way to get money. It's the easy way to get down to be down. Damn. You want to you want to be with the in crowd, right? Right. Because like like you said, you was fine being a castaway because you was comfortable right. in yourself. Facts. But most of most humans aren't. Most humans need another person to tell them that you're cool so that you feel cool. I don't know why. Like maybe I was just maybe I'm just different. But like I always got respect from even the street niggas. For the fact that I wasn't a street nigga and I was so vocal about that. Yeah, for sure. Like I feel like niggas need to be more proud that they aren't of, that. You mean yeah? Because like that's how I that's how I got respect is the fact that I'm just a normal nigga and like I don't know I'm not no bitch. You no, know for saying? sure. But, but I tell you this story right. Listen, when I was I went to high school in Broad Area, so I used to hang out with the, with the Broad Area hood niggas and shit like that, smoke weed with them all that. And I remember I'm not gonna say it on there because I'm because I'm not trying to get no indictment sent. Sure. But I was I was chilling with these niggas and all that, and they was like, "Bro, we about to slide on these niggas." I said, "For what?" They was like, "Cause they slid on us last week." And if, it's like, yeah. and if you in the streets, you know what slide slide mean. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying. So I was like, "All right, what we gonna do?" My head, I'm thinking, "We young boys," because like you said, "We young boys catch a wreck or you slide me, and we about to go beat these niggas up." Right. That's not what they was talking about. They was like, "No, we finna go slide." When I said, I was like, "Nah, bro." I'm not down with that. They was like, all right, I'll see you later then, bro. Exactly. And they respected me because it was like, I'm not going to put you in this situation exactly. fucked up. Because right. I'm, I know myself. You're like, all right, right, well, that's not he cool with. Now I know his limits. And that's that's one thing. Like, I feel like a real street nigga would never try to, to force they nigga who's not the street nigga to get into some shit. Because at the end of the day, like, what's, what I found, like, so interesting about, like, being around some of the niggas I grew up around it's like some of them are really the most like caring niggas. Yeah. You feel me? Like I learned like in the streets, like when I, I don't smoke weed anymore. But when I was smoking weed, like I'll be with my friends and like say my man's only had like a nick, he would spark me up on that joint. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And instead of just facing that joint, I'm like, yo, bro, you wanna smoke? And it's like, yo, like, I just learned that like them niggas really care about you. So to the point you were saying is like, why would they put you in that situation? They won't. No, no real street niggas ever going to do that. Because number one, they know, like at the end of the day, like they might be able to handle the repercussions of that shit. But at the end of the day, you might not be able to handle exactly. that shit. Because every street nigga, like I used to, I used to, I used to, I said this on this podcast a thousand times. I used to rob niggas and shit. I used to run down by myself. I used to punch niggas in their face and take the offense. Sheesh. That was my shit, right? Because <laughs> I was a big boy. I, was, I used to rob. Yeah. But when I did it, I was robbing the most bitch ass nigga I could find. Because I didn't want, <laughs> I didn't want to smoke with nobody. Like right, I knew, right, right. I knew my limbs. Oh, he like a bitch. I could be his ass for sure. Right. I knew, I knew my limits right. And like Because I knew that I was like I'm never gonna get caught up But mm -hmm. when niggas I would tell niggas About this in high school Niggas like Let me slide with you No Because <laughs> What if you not Fast enough What if right. What if What if we What if we fuck around Rob the wrong person right. You gonna tell on me Right That street niggas Number one You gonna tell Cause if you sure. tell Then I'm fucked up Cause now you putting yourself In a better light In a courtroom Where it's like Damn like no, nah, it was him officer It was all his idea Granted, it was, but you ain't had to come. Like, right, real rap. You mean? Real I, rap. It's, it's, it's weird like that. I think I think that the streets, the streets versus music is a conversation that's, that's always going to be happening because the well, streets versus hip-hop and streets in hip-hop or hip-hop in the streets is because most artists nowadays come from the streets and hip-hop was built in the streets. So right. it makes sense for it to be this conversation where, like, what's more important to us? You see what I'm saying? Right. I want to ask you this before we get out of here. I, I don't know if we're going to get out of here, but this is a good conversation. <laughs> I, I want to ask you this. So... I know that, you know, you and I both struggle openly with mental illness. I did a whole right. podcast about it. Right. You know, I'm I'm bipolar, schizophrenic. You have depression. I'm bipolar, schizophrenic, dealt with some psychosis. It's a lot of shit. Right. It's a lot of shit. Yeah. So what I would say, like, 
I w- I'll speak for myself first. The hardest part about being bipolar, schizophrenic, and like trying to create is when I don't feel like. Because sometimes when I I go through dr- dramatic mood swings, if like sometimes I'm super up and sometimes I'm super down. Yeah, when I'm down, I can't create because I don't have confidence in myself. Right? I don't feel like rap is all about this. Like most times, it's about this. Br- Provider of like I'm better than you right. But if I don't feel like I'm good How can I talk these things in lyrics You see what right. I'm saying So I want to ask you What is the hardest part about being mentally ill And trying to create art Um. So it's funny you ask that Because the project that I'm working on now Is literally me telling my story Of like my battle with mental health And like just what I go through What I've gone through Like I've been in like like 10 different mental health facilities in the past. Well, not in the past. But like, it's been about a year. But, like, for from, like, 2016 to, like, 2019, I was in, like, 10 different places. And, like, what I've learned since I got diagnosed with all this shit is, like, sometimes I just, like you're saying, I just don't feel as good. Mm. You're saying, like, like with this project, I, there are songs where I wrote a whole song. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, this is not it, and I'll rewrite the whole joint. Mm. You're saying like, and it's like I had to really learn to like. How you doing? Yeah, uh, I had to really learn to like just rap. Yeah, you're saying like, like it'll be times like one thing about me is like I hate using the flow that everybody uses. Yeah. Like, I'm a big guy on flow when it comes to rap. And it's like, if I use a flow that I feel like I heard before, I'll be like, damn, this shit, this shit not, not it. Yeah. But what I learned, what I'm learning is like, yo, especially the way niggas rap now is like, it's just a bunch of recycled shit. Yeah. And it's like, yo, when I get behind the mic, it's me rapping it. I can do it differently. I can, I can inflect my voice in a certain way. I can put a melody on it, this, that, and the third. I just got to be more free with my shit. Mm. Zan, cause like, I don't know, like, like ever since ever since I I dealt with like going in and out of the mental health hospitals and like taking my medicine, then not taking my medicine, I started like having like schizophrenia and like like I I kind of felt like the world was an anime. Mm. Like I started like DMing like niggas like Theodore Grams and and Mir Fontaine. Like I started like DMing them niggas like weird shit to the point where these niggas blocked me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And like shit like that, like that shit took a toll on me. Cause when 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 a nigga like Theodore Grams, like I fuck with Theodore Grams. That's my nigga. I actually just DM'd him yesterday. We just squashed all our shit. But when a nigga like Theodore Grams first heard about me, it was like, yo, young boy, hot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like now, well not now, but at the time, niggas started looking at me like, damn, like, boy, weirdo. Like, what the fuck wrong with him? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I was tweeting I was DMing him some weird ass shit, like, like, like it was a duel or some shit, like a Yu Gi Oh duel or some shit. Like, I swear to God, like shit was crazy. But, like, and then like another another instance, there was a girl that I was fucking with. I fucked with heavy. I only talked to her for a little bit, but at the time I was fucking with her heavy. And like when I first DM'd her, she already knew me because of my music. Mm. And like, cause in like Abington, like I was like in high school, I was low key kind of a big deal out there. Cause like somehow I didn't go to Abington, but somehow I like built a fan base out there. And I remember I DM the girl and she was like, Oh my God, like, I can't believe you DMing me this, that, and the third. And then like, this was one of my first like manic episodes. I started talking all this weird shit. Cause I, I wasn't taking my pills. Mm. You know what I'm saying I started talking all this weird shit, talking about like, yo, like, 
we going <laughs> like yo you're a descendant of mary and we gonna get married and we gonna make the next jesus and we gonna move to new york bro it's some crazy shit bro and like i told her this and she just like stopped talking to me mm. like it was like yo i went from being like oh my god i can't believe you're dming me to like yo this nigga's fucking crazy like what yeah. the fuck and like shit like that like i'm just now starting to get my confidence back to where i'm like yo like i'm still that nigga yeah you're saying like i'm making better music than i was making before mm. and like it took me a long time because all those thoughts started affecting the way i would rap yeah you're saying like i used to i used to be able to like one thing i had like in high school i was really good at saying exactly how i felt and putting it into into a song yeah and like when i started going through my mental shit it became harder because i started thinking about it so much yeah you know what i'm saying like like i said i just had to learn to be free and just like realize like yo like i'm hot let me be hot i felt that exact same way like um like right i'm on i'm on zoloft and prozac together mm-hmm. and the, i feel like the hardest part for me when I try to write is like what you said just now is like saying what I say exactly what I want to say. Like you know me when you listen to me, I am a bars guy. I'm a lyricist. Right. I want to put words together and make you be like, oh, that's hot. Mm-hmm. And like Drake is my favorite rapper, and Drake his best shit is when he get like emotional or not not even emotional, but just be like vulnerable. honest, vulnerable. Just yeah. be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the hardest part about being on the medicine is not having the same level of vulnerability of same, having the yeah. same level of like see throughness. Right. Because I feel like I want to hide this from you. Yeah, and, like, that's that's exactly, like, that's, like, one of my fears. And that's exactly why I'm making this project that I'm making. Yeah. Is to, like, to accept that, like, yo, this is a part of my struggle. Yeah. And, like, I've always been one to rap about my struggle. And it's, like, for the longest time, I didn't want to tell niggas what I was going through. Like, a lot of niggas, like, a lot of niggas was worried about me. Yeah. Man? And it's, like. Like for the longest time, I just I didn't want to be that guy. Like, yo, you you take pills for this shit? What the fuck, nigga? You you weird. But it's like, no, nah, like, nigga, yeah, like, if if I got diabetes, I'm gonna take diabetes medicine. Exactly. And, and that's what that's what my my uh, psychiatrist told me. Because at first, I didn't want to take the pills. Like, I was very against that shit, and that's why I went through what I went through because I didn't want to take that shit. I was on it for a little bit, and I stopped, and that shit started fucking with my brain. But he told me like, yo, like, if you sick. You gonna take medicine like your mental health is the same way. Yeah, one of my favorite songs you you ever did. I'm so sorry. Ah, yeah, that's my shit. Because number one is so short, right? It's such a short song. Yeah. But you say exactly what you need to say in a minute. Yeah, it's actually thirty seconds. It's thirty seconds. Yeah, but you say exactly what you want to say in thirty seconds, and it's like, I'm sorry, I was being selfish, and. I shouldn't have did what I tried to do. Now, when I first heard this song, what I was like, what you what you saying sorry to your girl? Right. He was like, nah, like, explain explain what the song was. So, like, damn, I don't even know what that song, like. I can I can tell you what you told me, if you, if you can't all remember. Oh, right, yeah, because I don't even remember. You told me it was after one of the first times you committed suicide. Yeah. Yeah, you, had, you, you made a song to your mom. No, no, that was, um, I think that was my song, Right. Because I wrote Right about like it's called, it's just because I did it doesn't mean I think it's right. Like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Just because I did it doesn't mean I think yeah. it's right. Yeah, that's yeah, that one. that's my shit too. But like yeah, I wrote that drum because like because yeah, like I knew it wasn't I knew it was wrong and I shouldn't have did it. But like I mean shit happens. But I'm so sorry, I'm so selfish. I'm trying like 
I don't think you told me it was about a girl. I remember I thought it was about a girl. You told me it wasn't. It, was, it wasn't about a girl. Like, it wasn't about a girl in particular, but it was like, wait, let me sing that shit. We had so much problems. We had so much issues. I can't wait, can't wait, can't wait, can't wait, can't wait to get you. I can play it right now. <laughs> you can hear. Yeah, play that joint. Play that joint. Okay. Because I, I got I to gotta get in the, I got to really, because that song is like old. That shit's like two years old. I only put it out in the Lucy's John because it was one of my favorites. First of all, Drake got a song where he said the same same lyrics. I googled right. it. Shout out to Drake. That's, you didn't know that, bro. I straight took that shit from no Drake. nigga, bro. You never heard good ones go. He said, "I did." I'm so sorry. I'm so selfish. Uh, uh, you you uh, did take that shit. From yeah, bro. That was. Did. I will happily say that shit. Low key, like yo, if Drake tried to sue me. Man, shout out to Drake. Can't wait, can't wait. I'm so sorry, I'm so selfish. 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 Literally 35 seconds of a song. Yeah, man. It's barely a song. It's barely a song. <laughs> I mean, the only reason it's 35 seconds is because that joint was only a snippet. With the beat? You just stole yeah. the beat? No, bro, my man's Vance. Shout out Vance Makes Art. He Shut sent up, me the Makes beat. Art. I love Vance. Yeah, that's my nigga. That's my bro. He sent me, like, he was sent me, like, little 30-second beats that, like, weren't done. Yeah. And I heard that joint. I was like, yo, this is fucking crazy. I'm going to make something to it and send it to him, hoping that I would get the full beat and finish it. But on some crazy shit, his fucking laptop broke. Damn. After I yeah, after I made the song, his laptop broke. He's like, bro, I don't have the beat no more. And I was like, damn. So we just got this thirty five seconds exactly. in it forever. Facts. Low key, like I think it's probably my best song. It's like, I I it's, I I think it's probably your best. Is that in a song you never dropped? Uh, who the fuck is really trying to get this money? I ain't dropped that yet. It's coming. It's, it's coming. coming. It's, it's, coming. It's, it's, it's on the album. No, 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 no. Yo, Crates uh, played me a better mix down version of that shit yesterday. Oh, for real? Damn, oh. I didn't even hear that shit. Damn. Bro, oh my God. It's amazing. Uh, I, 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 remember you sent, I remember you sent me that song. I was working at the gas station still, and I was just like, bro, you gonna drop this? I played it for my uh, man at the gas station. He's like, bro, that shit could play on the radio. Damn. I was like, bro, that, that shit right there is like, that's when I realized, like, I don't make good music. <laughs> That's, You're that, drawn. That, no, really, that, made, that made me go like, damn, like, because I think when I first heard it, I was like, did he make this? That wasn't like the run of you doing like a show like every fucking yeah, weekend still. That's when I was heavy on my show. So I was like, did he make this song and the idea of like, this is going to go hard at a show? Yes. Which is, I thought I don't make. I don't I don't go in the studio. I don't go to the studio with the idea of like, this song is going to play well here. This song is for when you riding home. This song is for when you with a girl. Bro, and the fact that you had that's to, like my mindset when I'm writing this song. Like, I learned that from Joey Badass. Joey Badass said like, when I'm in the studio, I envision like a thousand people, hundred thousand people singing along with me to this shit while mm -hmm. I'm on stage. And like, that's something that I heard and I was like, damn, let me try that. And like, this is when I was like, this is when I first started getting like close with Sean. Mm -hmm. And I would see like, I would see how niggas would react to band. Yeah. And I'll be like, damn, like, I want that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yo, I want that same reaction. I want some shit that niggas gonna feel that's infectious. So yeah. like, when I'm in that mood, I'm like, yo, let me try to write some infectious shit. And that's exactly what happened with that joint. That's that song is one of those songs where like you hear it and you like, oh yeah, this is I can get behind immediately. Like you can hear a hundred thousand people chanting. 
Even though it's you chanting a whole bunch, it's like I can hear millions of people chanting that shit together. With that song, the song's called Money. Yeah. With that song, it's like, it's relatable. Yeah. I'm saying it's like, who the fuck is really trying to get get this this fucking fucking money? money? And it's like, damn, like, nigga, I'm trying to get this fucking money. My favorite ad libs, money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yo, don't get niggas too much of that shit. No, bro, listen, niggas niggas gonna hear this and be like, damn, I want that. They're gonna tweet you. Right, right. (laughs) That's what I want to have. Yo, I know niggas trying to get this fucking money. I don't know one nigga who wanna be broke. I don't I don't know one either. Except my mom says she don't want a lot of money, but she says she want enough to be comfortable. So she's trying to get this fucking money too. Yeah, so you might want like a hundred thousand. She said a mil- I, I said to her yesterday, I was like, she was like, What do you want by the time you thirty? I said five million dollars. She said, Damn, what about a million? I said, No, five five million dollars. Well like one one million is cool, but I'm trying to turn one into five. Facts. Like, like I respect my mom for that because, like, some we just different people in a lot of aspects, but we the mm. same person in a lot of ways, too. And it's like, yo, like, even with that being said, you want enough money to the point where you don't have to, where you can be comfortable. Yeah. You're saying where you can take care of yours. You're saying that's, Which is all that's, we want, to be honest. Exactly. We, we all just want to be able to take care of our loved ones and take care of shit that we need because nobody want to be out here hurting. Right, Facts. we all want to be able to like to walk into the Gucci store and just buy shit when we don't need it, yeah, and we I also a lot just because we talking about this shit now. Money probably gonna be my next single. That shit bro, is so hard. I'm trying to tell you, bro. I don't know why it hasn't been a single already. Bro, I've been trying to, I've been trying to just, I've been planning out my shit. You know what I'm saying it's like, so what's the release plan? Let's talk about it. So, can can you man, give me? I don't even want to say too much. Can you I, get? I'm let's talk about the, shit. Uh, you say you was working on the album. Can 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 you can you talk about the album? You say you were album mode earlier. Can, can yeah, talk? I'm, I'm in album mode. So like, I probably sent you a lot of songs. Yeah, I, none of them are going on the project. None of them. None of them. I might is. re-record a couple of them, but like for the most part, like, because like I really want. A uh, shout out to Logan Not Nice. I was talking to my man Logan. Yeah, and he was telling me like, bro, like your music is hot, but I really feel like you should tell niggas your story. Mm. Saying because he knows a little bit about like my background with mental health and some of my some of my some of the issues I've dealt with, and it's like, yo, give you niggas your story. So like this year, I really want to focus on the man behind the music. Mm. You know what I'm saying like I'm working on I'm working on a docu series called Good Things Happen, mm. which is also going to be the name of the project. Mm. And I I just want I want to like like with the music and the docu series. I want to literally tell the story of where I've been, things I've seen, things I've felt, and how I get through them and how I've gotten over them, or I feel like I've gotten over them. Mm. You saying? And it's like, like now, like I really just want to like, like I'll probably drop a couple singles before that are just singles, mm-hmm. but like when it comes time for the album, niggas are going to know. Have you have you shot the docu series? Have you begun no, to shoot it? Not yet. I'm still working on the project, but like, I've I've started some like, some groundwork for the for the docu series. So now, what is what is the docu series going to exactly follow? Is it going to follow the making of the album? No, it's going to follow my my battles with mental health. Mm. I mean, I, I might throw some of the album in there too, but like, yeah, like I'm really focused on like being a being a spokesperson almost for people who. Who've dealt with you know some of the things I've dealt with, in, yeah, in depression and bipolar disorder and even mm. schizophrenia yeah. and, and psychosis and shit. You know what I'm saying like, cause like I just learned like being in a lot of those fucking those mental health hospitals that like yo a lot of people need help. Yeah, and, like a lot of people just feel misunderstood. Yeah, you know what I'm saying it's like yo like 
for the longest time, like, I felt misunderstood. Even to this day, I feel misunderstood on a lot of shit. But it's like, yo, like, I want niggas to know that, like, I get it. I feel like when, like, when I went through my episode, you were, like, one, you were, like, the first, before I told my mom, my dad, you were the first person I talked to about, like, what I should do. Like, I did a whole podcast about it. Right, I, have I a, listened to that, John. And, like, you were literally... The one, the first call I made, I was like, "Bro, I don't feel right. What should I do?" So when you say, I remember that, yeah. "When you so you so when you say you want to be like a spokesperson," I feel like you're already on the path because you my homie and we friends. But like, I didn't have to tell you that, Facts. but I felt comfortable enough because you put you put it out there where like people can come to you and talk about these things. Facts. And Facts. I, that's important. I feel like like RP to X. That's something X did. Like X. Yo, shout out to X, man. RP. I actually got a tree tattered on my finger. It's faded right now. But like, shout out to X. Like, I. That's somebody who like was very vocal about his mental health issues mm-hmm. and stuff. And it's almost like, like since X passed, I almost feel like that void is missing. It is. And that's another reason why I want to be so open about my shit because like. There's people out there who are still hurting and like yeah. X was one of them niggas. You could even like DM them and tell them he was going. And, like I remember I back. was going through my shit and like I was DMing a bunch of niggas. Like I was DMing like Young Thug and like Drake and I tried to DMX <laughs> DMX. I tried to <laughs> yeah, I tried hard. to I tried right. I tried to message X and like unfortunately he didn't get back to me. But like the fact that I felt like you could do it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like that's really saying something. Yeah, like, somebody who's really at the top. Saying it's like yo, like I'm I'm that open, and I know he's done it for people. He probably just didn't get around to my shit. Yeah, like regardless of like all this shit that like all his legal legal issues, we talking about a man and like what he stood for his music and like what he stood for to to the people that loved his music, which is which is bigger than any legality issues because we ten years from now we're not gonna be talking about the shit that he went through in court. We're gonna be talking about the kids that he helped. And right. I think that's an, I think that's what music is about is helping Absolutely. people getting through hard times and tough times. Absolutely. And I think that this song "How Do I Feel" is going to do that. It's going it it's going to help that kid who is on the line between like y'all got I got homies in the hood and I got homies going out to college. I know I don't really fit in with these niggas and I, I like these niggas, but these niggas I grew up with. What should I do? Right. It's going to be like I don't need a gun. I'm not, I'm not in the field. Right, nigga, put yourself in another room. I'm saying like. Like, I don't know, like, I went to Catholic school, you know what I'm saying? So, like, like it's the same way you're saying, like, I had friends who were going to college, and then I had friends who were, like, in the streets and shit. It was, like, I would go home, and, like, some of the niggas I was around, and, like, like I didn't grow up in, like, the hoodest area, but, like, my cousins and shit would be into, like, me some shit, and it's, yeah. like, I got to remember who I am. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Through all that shit, because at the end of the day, like, it's so easy to just make that wrong decision that one day like so I was, fast i was talking to my man twiz again and we was talking about like how like damn like it all it would have took was one time when my niggas was like yo we about to go do this that and the third for me to just be like all right i'm sliding too mm. and like shit would have been so different it would have so much different you know what i'm saying like like shit's crazy bro shit's fucking crazy all right is there is there i want to open the floor up to you is there anything like Final words, anything that you really want to say, and you ever wanted to say to anybody that ever wanted to hear it? I want to say two things. Two of them. One. Good things happen. Ah, yes. <laughs> I do want to say that. I want to say that good things happen, and I say that because a lot of bullshit goes on, and niggas got to remember that even though bullshit goes on, Yep. Good things happen too. They do. 
You know what I'm saying? And like sometimes you just gotta wait it out. Mm. Even through that bullshit, you gotta wait it out and remember that good things do happen. I'm saying like right now, like I don't wanna talk about it too much because like I don't wanna jinx it and shit, but like I got a situation like with this project that is like you mean like Is it hot new hip hop? No. It's bigger than that? I don't say it on the pod. You can tell me afterwards. I, I will. I will. But like you mean like and it is it's just a testament to like the fact that like damn like which is why I'm calling the good things happen. All the shit that I talk about, like God willing, as long as this goes the way I see, all the shit that I talk about on this project, I will be living that good things happen. Mm. You saying because like when all this shit was happening, I didn't think none of this shit was about to happen. Mm. But see. somehow, you know I mean I prayed I prayed it out. I pray every night, I prayed it out and I made good things happen. I'm manifesting that shit. But the other thing I wanna say it's only up. <laughs> only up. Yeah, man. Only up by the time. Okay, this has been another episode of Listen to This Why You Should Podcast, the only podcast that encourages you. Make sure you wipe your ass when you shit, too. <laughs> For sure. The only podcast that encourages you to listen to it while you shit. There's two things in this world everybody has. Opinions and assholes. I so happen to be an asshole with an opinion. I'm about to end this bitch out with How Do I Feel by Janelle Pierre. Stream that. Stream that. It's on Spotify. It's on Spotify, iTunes. Yeah. All that shit. All that I shit. Feel, hmm. I feel like I'm the only one now just keeping it real.